All right, so in today's episode, we're gonna talk about how to fight against fear. You know that fear that holds you back from going forward in the Lord or that fear that holds you back from you know even creating a video or a, or a podcast or reaching out to a client or you know any of the things that you're fearing today, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your business life, that fear has got to go. You know you're on the right track using the gifts and skills God has given you inside of your coaching business. But when it comes to attracting consistent clients and growing your coaching business long-term, well, you have no idea what to do. It's time for some strategy. Welcome to the Scale with Strategy podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Stoops, corporate gal turned business strategist, Jesus follower, wife, mom to three, and I might have a slight obsession with some coffee. My mission with this podcast is to help you grow your coaching business through biblical principles and smarter marketing strategies so you can serve as the coach God wants you to be and create more impact and income. And hey, if you need help with your strategy, grab a Scale with Strategy call where I'll help you create a roadmap to get from where you are now in your coaching business to where you want to be. Just go to scalewithstrategypodcast.com slash coaching. All right, let's grab a latte and listen in. So let's talk about this. There are healthy types of fear. Fear that keeps us from doing stupid things, like walking across the street and getting hit by a car, you know, things like that. Of course, there's things that we have fear um, of that keeps us back from doing certain things. There is a type of fear that paralyzes us and holds us back from moving forward in what the Lord would have us do. So that's the kind of fear that I want to talk about today. And the devil uses fear to keep us back from doing the things that God would have us do. So we have to understand that too. This type of fear that comes upon us that makes us anxious and makes us feel like we can't do anything is not of God. I want to start by reading Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go to the other side. This is Jesus speaking. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Another account in Matthew 14, 30 says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. This is Peter. He wanted to get out and walk on the water and he was walking on the water, but he began to sink. When he saw the wind, he became afraid and started to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And then they got into the boat and the wind ceased. In both of these accounts, Jesus connected fear with having little faith or no faith. This is so huge because this gives us the information that we need to fight against fear of a truth. If fear is connected to faith or having no faith, having little faith, then guess what? We need some more faith. It's that simple. This is why I love the word of God, because you go to the word of God for 
information so that you can fight against the things that are holding you back, that are keeping you in bondage. Jesus came so that we would be free in all things, free from sin, free from death, free from this bondage of mental bondage, of fear, and things like that. Even the disciples, the apostles said in Luke 17, so Jesus was teaching about forgiveness and the apostles said to the Lord, oh, increase our faith. Listen to what the Lord said. He did not just say, okay, I'm going to increase your faith. Here you go, like magic wand. No, he said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Okay, wow. He said, you don't even need a lot of faith. He said, a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed there is. And yet when it's planted and grows, it can grow into a tree larger than 10 feet tall. So what is he saying? He's saying that a tiny bit of faith can cause something huge to grow. So isn't this awesome to know? We don't even need a lot of faith. Hallelujah, we just need a tiny grain, like a mustard seed of faith. So that makes me think, okay, so well, what is faith, right? And so when I looked up the word in the Greek used in these different um, passages that I was just sharing with you, the word faith in the Greek means persuasion, credence, moral conviction of religious truth, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. Okay, so it's that persuasion. You're fully persuaded that, for example, scripture is God-breathed. It is it is our foundation for everything that man didn't just write the words, that God inspired man to write the words that are throughout the whole Bible. And we have that the scriptures for comfort, for learning, for teaching, for everything. Our base is the Bible. And if we if we believe that, then everything stems from there. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance, the substance of things hoped for, the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. So when we hope for something and haven't seen it, that's faith. However, we have to be careful because we have to hope in the things that are written or we will set ourselves up for disappointment because Proverbs 13, 12, part of that scripture says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So that's actually a big problem in the churches today because people are believing for things and having faith in things that God never promised. So we need to be careful. Um, there's a lot of false teachers out there too who are teaching, you know, people like the prosperity gospel or something like you're supposed to be rich and you're going to have this and the money's coming in the mail and all that garbage. That's not of God, right? Because he's not about these temporal riches. So the more you get into the word of God, the more that you read and study and pray and the more that you allow the word, because it's alive, right? Even the scriptures say that is you let the word soak into you and you you really start believing what you're reading. It's not a story. It's an account. It really happened. Or, um, you know, the word that you're, 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 you're hanging on those words. Like these are, this is your very life, right? This is our, our, this is the word of God. The word of God is alive. The word of God will last forever. So when we hold on to that, then that's where the increase comes from. And that's where the 
fear goes away because you're standing in the faith. You're allowing the word of God to become so much bigger than any of the fear that you're experiencing that, that all of a sudden the fear is minimized. Your faith is so much higher, so much greater, so much louder than the fear that is trying to control you, right? And then knowing also that 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So we know that because we believe in Jesus Christ, that what he did on the cross and how he rose again and poured out his spirit, we now in the new covenant have the spirit of God dwelling in us. The spirit of God is there to comfort us, to help us, to teach us, and he leads and guides us. And so when we understand that it's not just us, we're not alone here, right? We can read the word of God. The spirit of God is in us, leading us and guiding us. We didn't get the spirit of fear. We have power, we have love, and we have self-control living in us. So we have an onboard helper that's going to help us to mortify the deeds of the flesh. And so when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, then Christ can fully live in us to help us fight against the work of, works of the flesh, right? And so we just have to believe in it and embrace scripture. And all that fear is going to go to the wayside because live, there are so many scriptures that are comforting for all kinds of things, whether it's anxieties or, you know, cares of this life and just all the things that we have to go through in this life. There are scriptures to help us put on the mind of Christ and to keep it there, right? Like we have the mind of Christ. So we have to make sure that we're walking in the mind of Christ. And the more that we read the word of God, the more we're going to walk in that mind of Christ and put that fear, that fear is going to subside. Those anxieties are going to subside, you know, and it's a fight. It's a daily fight to do this. We have to constantly choose to read the word of God, to let the word of God dwell in us richly so that we don't have those fears coming up. So whenever you're, fe whenever you're fearing, it's a call to action to see, to see where your faith is. It's a faith check. We have to understand and know this so that when the fear rises up, we go to the scriptures and we say, no, I'm not going to allow this fear to control my, my, my thoughts or control my actions. Right. And so, um, you know, there's a scripture that says in Luke 12 and in Matthew 10, he says, I tell you, my friends, do not fear. This is Jesus. Do not fear those who kill the body. And because they were being persecuted, right? And there was a real fear there. There was real fear that they were going to be killed for, uh, you know, believing in Jesus. And so when you look at it like that, you also got to think to yourself, we're not physically being trying to be killed here. <laughs> there was a lot of really crazy persecution that had gone on in the early churches too. And when you compare your life compared to that, that time frame, it kind of feels like what you're fretting about and what you're fearful about is a little bit um, silly, knowing that these people were actually being martyred and actually being put in prison for believing Jesus. So that's, you know, just a little thought, side thought there. When I look at it, I think that to myself, like, wow, yeah, I'm not being chased down and actually being killed for <laughs> believing in Jesus, right? So really, is it that serious, Lisa? No, it's not that serious, right? 
And so anyway, uh, Jesus says, don't fear. And he's even telling them not even to fear being killed because after that they can do nothing more. But I will tell you who to fear. Fear him who after he has killed, has the authority to cast into hell. So yes, fear him, God almighty, right? If we fear God, we more than the, the fear that we're experiencing, we're going to do the right thing too. So there's that as well. So he, he also goes on to say, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies and not one of them is forgotten before God. While even your hairs, your, the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are worth um, more than many sparrows. Okay. The hairs on your head are all numbered. Wow. So believe the word today, believe what it says, embrace it. When you start to fear, Jesus told us to fear, not you are more value than many sparrows. And you have to believe it when you read it. Also, I know that we get so anxious sometimes in our businesses and in life, you know, what's going to happen around us, you know, the political scene and, you know, government and things that are happening and, you know, inflation and, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? Right. And then we're in business. Oh no. What if our businesses dries up? What if we don't get any money and coming in and new clients? And what if nobody buys my new course or anything like that? I mean, it's so easy to go down that road, but Jesus said in Matthew 6, 25, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, and this is a big one, we all do this, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. There is that statement again. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after all those things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these will be added to you. Okay. Huge, huge, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you need will be given you period. End of story. You don't have to worry about things, right? Because God loves us and we forget that. He cares for us. First Peter 5, 6, 7, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, exalt you, casting all of your anxieties, all of your cares upon him, because he cares for you. And then also Romans 8:28, when things are not going the way that you really want them to go. We can be comforted in knowing that, that all things work together for good. So we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So if you love God, all things are going to work together for good, no matter what the situation, no matter how hard it looks right now, no matter how dark it gets, we Know that all things work together for good for those that love God, for those that are called according to his purpose. So love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, 
and make sure that you are exercising faith at all times, especially when you start to feel fearful and in a dark place. And when fear starts raising its ugly head and shows up to try to stop you from going forward in your business or in the Lord, just in life in general, it's time to get into the Word of God and allow that mustard seed of faith to grow into that 10 foot plus tall tree. All right, be blessed today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you later. Hey there, before you go, if this podcast has inspired you or blessed you in any way, then I'd love, love, love it if you do two things for me. One, share this podcast with another entrepreneur in Christ. Two, go to Apple Podcasts and search for the Scale with Strategy podcast and leave me a review. And hey, if you need support in your business, I am here for you. Grab a Scale with Strategy session at scalewithstrategypodcast.com slash coaching. And as always, I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen and amen.